Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast, is hosted by myself, John Kane. Uh, this is our kind of a trailer, I guess you would call it, uh, where I'm going to kind of talk about what the podcast is going to be all about. Now, this podcast kind of came up as a whim, uh, talking with, you know, some friends, saying, hey, you know, there's not any any media out there besides YouTube, Facebook, uh, for dairy goats. Now, when I'm at work or if I'm, you know, driving, I like to listen to podcasts. Uh, who doesn't like to listen to, you know, Joe Rogan or, you know, I, I happen to like many topics outside of the dairy goat world. And, and really there isn't anything for, you know, ADGA members or, you know, dairy goat enthusiasts, nobody. So I was like, let's, let's give this thing a try. So hopefully this will be a week to week thing. Uh, if not bi-weekly, you know, life gets crazy, especially when you're breeding goats and raising goats, showing them linear, praising them, everything, uh, it adds up. So it might be a bi-weekly, might be a weekly still up in the air. I'm hoping to have a co-host in the future. This is just kind of a trailer. I want to see if anybody, you know, has interest in it. You know, if, if nobody wants to listen to something like this, then maybe, maybe just scrap it. But again, my name is John Kane. I go by John and I'm the owner of Hillier Farm of Scott Circle, where we raise American Oberhasli, uh, recorded grade type Oberhasli and Nigerian dwarf goats. We've been breeding for about, well, three years now. Um, this is our third kidding season. And, you know, we've come a long way with our program. We've added some strong bucks, um, some does, and I really like what what I have going on in my farm. But that's not really what this podcast is about. Sure, we'll be touching on what's happening on the farm, but I also want to talk about ADGA news, you know, from week to week or bi-weekly. Right now, we've got the ballots coming through for, you know, the election. We've got, you know, news with uh, judges' licenses being extended for a year, but it's not all of the judges, which could be a very long topic, as all of you are probably groaning right now as I say that. Uh, it's um, it's something where I want to talk about linear appraisals, you know, different sides to that. Uh, showing, national show, spotlight sales, you know, the list goes on. Health of the herd. This is, this is something where I feel like it could really be, you know, an interesting topic every week. Maybe some guests, you know, a little banter with a co-host or not. Maybe just my boring voice uh, every, every week. But regardless, uh, this is just a one-off to see if there's any traction, see if there's anybody that would be interested in something like this. Uh, I know I would be, and uh, we'd go from there. So again, this is Ringside. Well, since we're here, I guess we'll talk about what's going on with my herd. Uh, this year, we bred five does in total. Uh, make that six, actually. Um, we had one American Oberhasli first freshener kid, and she had twin bucks um, sired by our new and exciting yearling uh, buck all the way from Minnesota. Um, we also had three 
experimentals uh, slash recorded grade uh, Oberhasli type does. Two of them were first fresheners, and the first fresheners did a pretty good job. We had one first freshener give us a single doling out of, again, our exciting new buck. Uh, we also had another first freshener have buck doe twins. And we also had our aged doe experimental, and she had uh, buck doe twins as well. This year was our first year breeding our Nigerian dwarf goats as they were finally of uh, breeding age. And they ended up doing pretty well for us. You know, we didn't end up with a lot of does. Uh, we had one doe have triplets, two, two bucks and a doe. And the other doe, she had twins, a, a buck and a doe. Um, we ended up this year liking our kid crop. Uh, there was definitely some calling that needed to happen, and boy, did we call this year. Um, we we dis- we we try to keep smaller numbers in our herd. Um, we just don't have the space right now to have you know fifteen, twenty, thirty goats. Uh, we we like to really keep the sweet spot at about ten, and one or two higher, one or two lower. Um, but the sweet spot's around 10. Um, this year with our first fresheners, uh, we, we did the, the thing that a lot of friends that have been breeding for a long time uh, have told me to do um, was, it was just not look at the first fresheners. You know, give them, give them some time to, to mature more. Uh, but it was, it was abundantly clear that some calling needed to happen, especially after they kitted. Uh, we had one doe who was an experimental, and I mean, she was, you know, next generation uh, would be American, um, and she threw white, and, and with Oberhasley, that's a no-no. You know, you don't want to see white on their on their hooves and on their chest and on their head, on their pole. Uh, you, you don't want to see that. So we ended up selling that doe uh, a couple months after she freshened and her kids, um... And we, we feel pretty strong about that. She had some structural issues. You know, she had a beautiful udder. Uh, she was she was very hockey and steep, and and she just she needed to go. Um, and she went to a lovely home where she's she's a nice, you know, home milker. And she's boy, is she milking for them? She's giving over a gallon a day, and and you know she's happy there. We like to find homes for that are a right fit for our goats, and. Going back to the calling, um, you know, being sh- small numbers, we like we like to keep it tight, and we like to keep the best uh, that we have at the time. It also became clear this year that you know there was there was two doe kids born, both experimental that uh, were pretty special, uh, and they look special, and and we made some room and ended up selling a dry yearling. Who was beautiful, but with the udders behind her, I just felt that it was the right choice to to move her on and and keep one of the extra kids this year. Uh, so we ended up keeping two experimental does, um, and they're beautiful, as far as I'm concerned. And we kept a Nigerian dwarf doling. Um, so we we were talking with friends, you know, about our kidding season. And, you know, they had some exciting things happening on their farm. And they happened to have a doling born that was just beautiful. Comes from a, a great dam 
comes from a great sire. You couldn't ask for anything better. And joking around, I called dibs. Which, you know, it's like you see a beautiful, beautiful doling born like that. And you see their structure from the get-go. I mean the get-go. As soon as they unfold, I got a picture of her and I said dibs. And I meant it. You know, she was a gorgeous doling. So my friends decided, you know, a couple months later, actually a couple weeks ago, hey, we're we're thinking about selling this this dough that you called dibs on. Well, now I gotta think about things because again, we keep our numbers tight. We like to stay around that ten. We have a lot of things happening this year. My wife is pregnant, going to have a baby in October. So it was it, it's something that especially this year we're keeping our numbers pretty tight. So I got to thinking, and I have another first freshener who is an absolutely beautiful body on her. I mean, beautiful top line, nice and wide, great spring of rib, great rump, nice brisket for her age. She's a two-year-old first freshener. She's got the depth that you would want, the legs and feet. I mean, she's pretty, pretty ideal. You know, a little too chunky, could use, could use a diet, but... The one thing that really was a bummer was her udder. It's flat on on the, the back side of the other udder. There's no no rear height. There I mean, if you look from the side, you barely see it. And the fore udder is shallow, barely there. Teats are big. I mean, pretty much all of the things that you don't want to see from a first freshener. And it was surprising because her dam has a gorgeous udder. Her sire has beautiful udders behind him. It was just those jeans didn't mix. And her sister got a beautiful udder with hockiness and steep rump. And she got a beautiful body with no udder. And, you know, as a first freshener milking maybe half a gallon a day, if it may be a little more, you know, it, it's something I, I want production in my herd as well. And when you're not seeing that from a doe, you're not seeing that mammary system that you want, you have to call, you know. And she's going to a 4-H home where she'll be loved, and she'll probably do very well for them. And that's great. The trade-off is I got to bring in a doling from another herd. Again, we're pretty new, only three years in. And we'll see how she does. We have two exciting bucks. One is... Uh, a year going on a year and a half uh, he's still growing but still he's a nice buck he comes from a great pedigree and down the line I'm sure we'll get into more depth of my herd and our herds and everybody that we talk with um, and I bought a new buck this year uh, from Ohio and he's pretty strong as well so our kidding season went pretty well, pretty smooth. No bumps in the road. And we're just going along and seeing how we do. Well, as you can see, I'm very good at talking for great lengths about vague topics. This was supposed to be like a five six minute trailer basically but it gives a nice little taste of 
what's to come. Um, again, I'm sorry about the vagueness. I didn't want to get huge into all the details of my herd, the kidding season, because there's going to be more episodes in the future, I'm sure. Um, again, let us know if you like this, if, if it's something you want to see. I'm hoping to have a co-host, and if not, I will most certainly have some guests on from time to time. Thank you for listening to the first ever trailer of Ringside, a Dairy Goat podcast, and we'll catch you next time.